Welcome, listeners, to Full-Time Photographer. If this is your first time here, this is the podcast that takes you behind the lens into the world of successful photography businesses. I'm your host, John Stell, and I've spent years honing the craft and the art of marketing as a full-time photographer. In this show, we'll dive deep into the strategies that propel photographers from passion to profession, from branding that leaves a lasting impression to digital marketing techniques that elevate your visibility. Join me as we unravel the mysteries of search engine optimization, demystify the powers of social media, explore the nuances of client relationships through our candid conversations. You'll hear expert interviews, practical tips, and whether you're an established pro looking for fresh insights or just starting out on this exciting journey, this podcast is crafted with you in mind. Together, we'll navigate the marketing maze one click at a time. Welcome again. All right, Kara is a film photographer in Charlotte, North Carolina. She grew up in Newark, Delaware. She moved to Philly at uh, 17, then to Long Beach in her 20s, then back to Philly in D.C. and settled down with her dogs and friends in the Charlotte area where she currently resides. Kara, good morning. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Awesome, awesome. I wanted to um, jump in and kind of get an idea of, like, you know, where do you live? What's the market like there? I know you travel a little bit. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I live in Charlotte, and I've been here for about eight years or so. it's definitely um, Charlotte in general is more of like your kind of business city. Um, a lot of people move here for banking and yada, yada. Um, so the market for photography, um, and it's a Southern city. So the market for photography, especially wedding photography, has always been um, pretty traditional, you know, like, very like you know photography for businesses is always gonna look like very clean and um very digital um and there's not really a lot a ton of creativity behind it in my opinion um but that's also just my opinion um and wedding photography you know they keep it pretty traditional with like a lot of light colors and a lot of overexposure, which can be really lovely, but it's just not what I do. Um, So it's been harder to, for um, like Charlotte to understand what I do and how I do it. Um, Luckily I am close to Asheville. So I do a lot of traveling to Asheville and to Boone, to mountain areas um, where what I do is like a little bit more appreciated and there's like a little bit more room for creativity. Um, But Charlotte's been starting to catch on. So that's been really fun. There's been like a total new kind of takeover with wedding photography, especially with things being like more kind of like what I enjoy doing with this, which is like um, documentation rather than kind of like the photographer taking over and setting up like the stage for the day. It really is just like the photographer is just like a fly on the wall and we just hang out with you all day long and we just take pictures of you doing your thing. And um, people have really started to love that style. Oh yeah. You do such a good job, like finding eclectic couples and uh, I I know, and and I hear what you're saying. I feel like, you just have a good way of putting them 
in a place that they can behave naturally and you can capture really beautiful moments and really fun, uh, raw emotion. I really enjoy looking at your photos and I have for Thank a you. very long time. Thank you. I, I think a lot of that goes to, um, you know, every, every, um, photographer that I know that does like weddings and engagements and elopements and even family photography is that we do spend time before, well before, you know, our session dates, getting to know the couples, um, you know, in-person meetings or phone chats and lots of emails back and forth. So I feel like photographers now really are um, more engaged with their couples. It's less just like a business meeting, um, like you meet your photographer that day and um, it really is like you're involved with your clients throughout their entire process and you're checking in every few months and you're Gosh, um, I feel having, like you yeah you just shoot so I feel like you're always working so how do you how do you balance <laughs> all that like talking to people constantly and then I know you're you know you're on the road and then you're you're working with somebody else and it's like I know you're always like hey guys you have to go to my website because I follow you on Instagram and um um I don't know <laughs> I think that you know I think a lot of it is one that like I, you know, I haven't done this my whole life. I was a, you know, I was in retail management. I had always been in customer service. And when you're in uh, management for an extended amount of time, you really do learn how to multitask and do all the like time management part. And, you know, you can troubleshoot things and you have a plan A, B, and C. And so I think that helps with how I can juggle all the things. Um, but yeah, and then just like, you know, I quit my part-time job, you know, and that has given me a lot more room um, and been really helpful for me to kind of like be more engaged with my clients, um, which has been great. Absolutely. So how long have you been a photographer and then how did you get started? Um, so I guess I've been taking it more seriously. Um, I've probably like the last three, the last three years is when I started to actually like kind of start to charge people for my work. Um, but I started taking it more seriously, maybe about like six years ago. Um, and so for a long time, I, I wasn't getting paid. I was just building my portfolio, doing it for fun, doing it for the experience, making connections so that by the time I was ready to start charging, I had already kind of built up a client base and built up like you know, people who were interested in my work and wanted to get photographed by me so that when I did start charging, um, nobody felt like, well, who the fuck is she? Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, um, like, I why think do I have to pay? Right. And I think that's really important. I think a lot of people, 
you know, they're like, oh, I'm just going to be a photographer and, and that's just what I'm going to be now. And it's like, well, it's not that fucking easy. Um, yeah, no kidding. And yeah, and it's like you have to really work to build your connections and to build your client base um, and kind of cultivate that client base. Um, so, yeah, um, but I, I mean, I started when I was, I, I'm, I'll, I'll be 41 soon. So I did not grow up in like the digital age. When I was little, I had, you know, my family's film cameras and my dad shot film. And so I just always used them when I was little to take pictures of flowers and my Barbies and my friends. And then when I was a teenager, I used to go to like hardcore shows and the, and skate parks and I would take a camera and I would take photos and then I would make zines out of them and sell the zines at my school and you know, all of that. And that's just what I did there. I didn't have like computers. I didn't go online or any of that. So everything was very tactile. Everything took like, was like a process of doing it. Um, but yeah, so, and then, um, I got out of it for a very long time and didn't start getting back into it until I moved to Charlotte. Um, and I was, I had to walk everywhere. I didn't have a car because I came from like actual cities where yeah. you don't need a car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, that's a foreign concept to some people. And I have to laugh because when I go, uh, you know, if I go to like, New York, New Jersey, Philly, whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have a car? And like, yeah, yeah. You don't, I don't have a car. No like, one has a car. Like, my, yeah, it's like, yeah, my friends didn't even have licenses. That I just, love like, it. Wasn't a thing. And so when I moved to Charlotte, I had to like walk everywhere for years, and um, I would just take pictures on my phone, and then I started getting like disposable cameras and just taking pictures of you know what I saw like on my walks um and then because I'm heavily tattooed I was asked to do modeling and the people that I was modeling for they all used film and would give me like old cameras and old expired film and from that um I like traveling models would you know, know who I was. Um, and so if they were in Charlotte, they would contact me to take photos of them. And so that really helped kind of like know how to work with, um, you know, actual people and who know what they're doing. And that has been really helpful when I have to do portrait work or like more intimate, um, photography sessions, um, that, you know, it helps people feel a little bit more comfortable that I have that background. Oh, for sure. I like love even the, so like the commercial stuff you've done is that I've seen has been like some like lingerie companies, some bag, right? I say bags. I mean, but it's like leather. Leather. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Then there's pottery. I know you did a bunch of stuff and for like made to last tattoo, which I yeah. know you like worked there a little bit too. Um, that's always, I mean, I love all that stuff. You, you really bring like kind of a very organic rooted feel to, uh, to the photos and Thank you. man, I suck at shooting film. So when I see your stuff come out and it's like exposed well, I'm like, 
I'm like, what? Is, how do you do that? And I've, I mean, I do all the little tricks. I mean, I'm, I can make a film photo, but I just, you do it so consistently, and uh, and I really appreciate that because you don't get to run it through Photoshop. When I overexpose something, I'm like, ah, just bring that back down. Yeah, yeah, I don't do, I don't have like editing apps, um, so I do like, a, I can do like a little bit of tweaking just like on my phone. Um, but I tend to just like go with what I am given, like what I have done in camera. Um, the cameras I use though were really helpful because, you know, I, I shoot a lot and most of my work is all for clients. So I can't use old film cameras that aren't, um, reliable. I just can't, it's not practical. Um, so I use Nikon cameras that are, that were made once they started doing digital. So they have like, you know, settings that I can put it on them. And I kind of say like, they're kind of set it and forget it, you know, settings, um, where, it's going to kind of adjust for me depending on what light I'm in as long as I continue to like make sure that the settings, you know, correct. I don't have to do that, you know, all day if I'm shooting a wedding. I don't have to change it up. I can like keep it pretty consistent. And so that's extremely helpful. Oh, yeah. Um, because, well, and that's kind of like yeah. what the camera was made to do. And I think a lot of people forget that as they... You know, you, you have a knowledge of the exposure triangle and what all these different things do. And at the end of the day, the camera is programmed to take pictures and you can lean on that a lot. And I think there's I think there's been a bit of a shift and I don't know that it's entirely happened. But a lot of people are like, you know, I remember people used to walk up to me and be like, what mode are you shooting on? Oh, man, you're not shooting in manual. Like, And I'm like, why would I? I don't have to. <laughs> you know, I, I can if I need to. But, but I don't need to. There's definitely a stigma, especially in film culture, where, like, everything has to be done manually. And you have to know all, all the gritty details about how to do all the things. And I'm just like, fuck off. I don't, I don't need to know any of that. Like, it's very hard for me. I have severe dyslexia. So it's extremely hard for me to understand um, the, the like technical aspects of f a film camera. Um, I could not tell you any of them at all. If I'm looking at a camera, I'll figure it out, but I absolutely can't tell you about any of it. Like I can do it if it's in front of me, um, like for an old manual camera, I'll figure it out because when I first started shooting you know, everybody would try to help me. And I was like, I, I don't understand what you're saying to me. I'll, I'll watch the YouTube video. I'll try my best, but I just can't. Everything has to be through trial and error because I just, my brain does not work that way. Um, and I also come from like a different place with photography. You know, a lot of people are really into the technical side of it and the, the light side of it and making sure like, you know, everything is like perfect exposure and contrast and da, 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 da. And I come from definitely a more, um, emotional side of it. Like I'm just there, I'm there to capture your moments. I'm not there to make sure that the light exposure aperture da, 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 da is all to perfection. Like we're just yeah. going to like, 
we're going to make this as real as possible. Um, and so that's kind of how I approach it. Absolutely. And so what do you, what do you do to stay like, I say stay, stay ahead of the curve, but where do you primarily find your clients? Um, so I, I mean, I've had like a pretty, um, like wonderful, um, Instagram, um, like base for a really long time. Um, I've had people who've been following me on Instagram for over 10 years. Um, so Instagram primarily. So when I started, it's like my, it's like people already knew me. They knew what I was doing. They liked what I was doing. And then anybody that, um, has joined in, you know, had to following me recently, it's been through word of mouth, um, through other friends, through clients. Um, and, uh, once I got my website up, that had, has been incredibly helpful. And I don't, I don't pay attention to any of the stats behind any of it. So I don't know where people are like, I have no idea how people find me. Um, but you know, I, it's nice that they do. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of like, I'm, I always feel like I'm, I'm winging it, but there's gotta be some kind of, you know, rhyme and reason behind it. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, uh, I mean, it's kind of like you, you might've like, come up with a system, like a process that works. And it's just like, you don't, you know, maybe you just don't have a name for it, but yeah, I think you stay pretty consistent with, with what you do. Uh, yeah. Anytime I message you, you, I mean, you message me back fairly quickly. You have a lot of stories on your, your, uh, I feel like you just interact a lot, which really helps. I mean, with like what I would say, Instagram marketing, that's what it, yeah, that's definitely a huge thing. I think especially, you know, I've, I've worked in like the tattoo industry for a while and I've always been a part of that culture for a long time. And one of the things that a lot of tattoo artists don't do that they need to do more of is that they don't post any kind of personal anything. And that's what people feed off of. And we are all humans. We are all voyeuristic. We all want to connect to somebody. We all want to know. And if you give people just a small amount of like who you are, what your passion is, a little bit of your family life, people really gravitate towards that. Because I know as, um, you know, uh, someone who gets tattooed, I kind of only like to go to tattoo artists who have a family, like a reason to be doing what they're doing, like some people to support, like that, that's just my personal preference, but like it, it means a lot to, you know, when you know something about someone and you're like, okay, like this person has a reason to be doing this. This isn't just like a, you know, the, I don't, I don't know what else to do. So this is what I'm doing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of where I think Instagram started, right? It started from like genuine connection and then it turned into this other, you know, it morphed into this like greedy, gross yeah. uh, thing that's like. Well, calling everything content. It's like what I do isn't content. This is like literally people's lives. Like I'm literally documenting people's lives. It's not content and I'm not going to crank it out just because I need to, um, you know, stimulate the 
Instagram algorithm, you know, like if when I, I I don't know, I, I have a very like weird relationship with Instagram as I think like every artist does. It's like, we depend on it. I'm super grateful for it. I've made some of my best friendships and my best clients from Instagram. Um, but I still don't feel the need to participate in it at such a high level of like making reels and doing behind the scenes and making a TikTok to stream on Instagram and doing live and, you know, creating this content that is, it's content, it's all staged. And if my photography isn't staged, why should the way that I market myself be staged? So I just don't participate in it. I, I, I love that. I love that. Cause that's, uh, you know, I joke with some other friends and like the style of stuff that we shoot is always like real people doing real shit. And right. I think that kind yeah. of cap, right. That's like an all encompassing um, statement to that. It's like, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm with you. I'm not going on live. I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't want you to be like so invested in like this quote unquote character I'm building. I'm a person and I have feelings and I have preferences and I think things and those things can change too, you know? Yeah. So oh, yeah, for sure. It's like, you know, I, I don't know. And I, I battle with that, you know, on so many different levels. Cause it's like, do I put myself out there? Do I not put myself out there? And then, you know, you do make a good point. It's like, why would somebody come to you or why would they want to work with you? If, you know, when they do meet you officially, uh, you're this obnoxious asshole that they hate. Right. And I, yeah. And it's just like, I human humans want to connect humans want to know they want to feel engaged with you they want to feel some kind of comfort with you especially with anything intimate like photography and um you know anything along those lines where it's like that's really important to people if i'm with you all day at a wedding or i'm photographing your family or i'm taking pictures of you for your birthday or whatever it might be it's like yeah you want to feel comfortable with me obviously um so I I think it is important to put some of yourself out there it doesn't even have to be much but like a little bit of your personality um I try to keep my photography account pretty professional now I kind of I used to kind of do like a mix of personal and professional but now it's like the bare minimum of of personal you know I will like share a post I made from my personal account on my photography account kind of like you know this like if if you want to know who I am here is a way to know who I am but on my photography account I do try to just put a lot of like the work that inspires me or the work that I want to be doing on my stories from other photographers, just to keep kind of like cultivating that client of like letting them know this is, this is what drives me and this is what I'm interested in. And if you like this, like, you know, this is, I like it too. So let's do this together. Um, and I think even like maybe even past that, maybe what you don't realize that you're doing too, is that, I mean, since I've been following you, you've posted things that I've looked at and then I've started following them. So you've almost become a database of like stuff that I find interesting. And it's, uh, it's kind of like, 
it's like sifting through information and finding like, wow, that's really cool. I mean, I can't believe that exists. I'm glad that somebody like shared that to their story. So now I can be exposed to it more and then I can go down this rabbit hole of doing that. And um, I, I enjoy your account. I mean, you normally have something up, so it's cool to be able to, to scroll through it and see, okay, cool. Like, you know, was she shooting what, what set just got, you know, dropped that she did or what stuff is she looking at or you know, whatever, like, you know, you always have a funny dog story or something too. So it's, <laughs> it's a great mixture of, yeah. of information, uh, art, um, and your life. So it's, it's fun to, it's definitely a, a run a good account to follow. I think. Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I try to follow people that are relevant. I follow a lot of other, um, film photographers, um, that are local and some that are not. And, just try to like put their work out there as well. There's so many talented people um, out there who are doing things that I really admire um, that I like to share with people who, and you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of photographers are really helpful and have been really helpful, like in my kind of journey of making this, um, like making this an actual career. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been nice. Yeah. Um, so I know you were saying you don't really, uh, well, before I do that, let's, do you have like a, like one of your favorite stories from a shoot or like traveling or uh, maybe some horror story from like <laughs> getting your film developed or something? Do you have like one of these? Um, yeah, I mean, film is risky. I think just recently I had not quite a horror story, but um, definitely a shock. Um, so Ilford, who only makes black and white film, has developed this new film stock that's color. And everybody was like really excited about it, really hyped because, you know, Kodak keeps raising their prices and I already have been like severely disappointed with the way that Portra has been um, coming out recently. I don't know if they changed their formula. I don't know if it's just like my style is changing. Anyway, um, so it's pretty exciting that like a company that's never made color film is starting to because that gives us more options. Um, so I get this film and I shoot it, you know, like the way it's supposed to, you know, supposed to be. And, you know, the way that they had been advertising it, everything looked really lovely, like warm color tones, yada, yada. And so I get this film back and it looks like color slide film that's been cross-processed. Oh, I think and, you posted this. Yes. And so what that, for anybody listening who is just like, I don't know what the fuck that is. It's like everything is heavy, heavy contrast and heavy saturation. It's like you turn the contrast and the saturation just like way up. And it it's almost like illegible yeah. almost and i saw that it like sunk blacks and like just blew out highlights yeah. and i got it back and i was like what the actual fuck like i really thought that my camera lab big's camera like fucked it up i was like they used they did something in this process that made it like this there's no way 
And I started looking at some of the um, photos that the film company, their their color film company is like tagged in. And I started to see more that kind of looked like mine. Um, but it just seemed like they had maybe like really edited the shit out of like what they oh, yeah. put, like were advertising. I don't know because like, I was just like, this is insane. Yeah, um, like, maybe I, just stick to what you know. Like, you do yeah. so good with black and white. Maybe just yeah, <laughs> or like they really need to start figuring out. They just need to try again. I don't know, but, but or I don't know. There's part of me that's like, man, like maybe I need to like ask Biggs again. Like, are you sure y'all didn't do something wrong here? Because this is like crazy. It looks insane. Um. So I, I'm starting to love, I'm starting to appreciate and love the photos that I did for my clients because luckily they were friends and they really saw the beauty in them. And they were like, we think these look like a 70s L.L. Bean ad in Nantucket on the lake. Oh, like yeah. they just saw so much beauty in them. God and bless I was them. Like, I know. I was like, oh my God, like that. God, like you, you know, that you like them, I, but I was still like, well, I love that you love them, but we're doing these over again because like, you can't, I was like, you can't use these to send to like your grandparents. Like this is nutty. Um, so, um, but yeah, so that just happened like last week and I was just like, I was very, um, disappointed but as for like like stuff like um stories like on like on set or whatever I don't know everything's like my clients are all super chill and super cool and low-key there's never really anything like crazy that happens or anything shitty that happens like we just kind of have fun and hang out so <laughs> yeah one time I did the sailboat engagement where we like got on this sailboat and we went like it, it it sounds it's a cool experience so i don't yeah. want to take that away from it but it, it's it's not like we're sailing on the ocean and we cross the sea but we go up the river and there's this little peninsula called bird island and uh we get out there and uh it's a surprise engagement you know the the woman doesn't oh, know that cool. she's being yeah, yeah it's super cool right uh i get there Fucking batteries are dead in my camera. Just <gasps> totally dead. There's no place to plug in a battery. There's no charger. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Thankfully, I could just shoot it with my phone. And I was like, hey, you guys are in town for the week, which worked out perfect. And I was like, I will shoot like another engagement, uh, so to speak, wherever you want. You just, if we have to drive back up here, I'll do it. I mean, um, but yeah, God, those kind of moments right there are like, Ah. I definitely have had issues because, you know, my film cameras, even like the newer ones are still like 20 years old or over or more than that, you know? So there's, um, I always carry a bunch of backups. Like I've got three cameras and two of them I use the most. So if one of them kind of gets stuck or something, I have like a backup. Um, but I've definitely had times where um, that kind of has happened where it, it'll just like stop working or something fucks up. Um, 
and uh, I've got to like reschedule clients or, you know, whatever. Um, and I've got like, I've got like five cameras right now that I need to take to this place in Asheville called, I think it's called uh, fuck, I forget what it's called. But anyway, um, so I need to take them to, because they're like small things that I know can be fixed, but I've just been really lazy about getting them done. I just keep buying new, new ones. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, so I had an AE1, like an AE1 program that, uh, I don't know what happened. The what was it doing? Like the shutter would stick. And it okay. wouldn't like recycle, like the spring was messed up or something. And I had this bright idea was like, I like tinkering with stuff and I have a screwdriver. Like, I'll just take this apart. So I took the shutter off it. You know, at first I watch all these videos and it's like, it's easy. And I'm like, and I'm looking through it. I'm like, it doesn't look easy, but I think I can do it. Uh, I take it apart, just toast. I mean, springs are like popping out of it. And I'm like, oh, this one's put this one back on the shelf. That is, uh, that's a decoration. Right, right. <laughs> Well, and I just like as soon as something doesn't work the way that I'm used to it working, I'm I'm a brat. Like I don't try to fix it. I don't try to figure out what's wrong with it. I'm just like, oh, okay, doesn't work. I just need to like get a new one. I'm just not. I'm not a fixer. Like I'm 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 just I'm not. I'm just gonna buy a new thing because that's easier for me. Um, I I but, agree with yeah. it completely. <laughs> Well, I know that you said you don't market very traditionally, but um, the question I love to hear that the people to answer is like, if if you had a thousand dollars just for marketing, how would you spend it? Um, I mean, at the I, I feel like now a thousand dollars is like a hundred dollars. So this is true. <laughs> If you gave me a thousand dollars, I would just be like, uh, I would probably just like funnel it back into, um, developing my website more, like making like a couple more pages for it. Or, um, I don't know. I would probably just go back into like, well, actually I need to, I don't have a honey book and I've heard like amazing things about using HoneyBook to book clients and your sessions and to stay organized. And maybe they'll sponsor this um, podcast. Yeah, I mean they're <laughs> incredible. They, I think it's like you know people can pay through it, and it's like a easier way to like you know just keep everything organized and like less back and forth with your clients. Um, but it's like subscription based, and you have to pay for it throughout the year, and da 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 da. So I would probably just use that money for HoneyBook, honestly. I, I plan on doing that for the new year. Yeah, with that, do you so do you think that that would help you get more clients? Or do you think that would just make like the process of booking and managing uh, clients that want to book with you a little bit easier? Um, I, I think it would, well, the latter, of course. But my whole thing is that like, my, the way that I get most of my clients is through word of mouth. And, um, I think with HoneyBook, there's like review stuff, like you can leave reviews. And my whole thing is like, if I am able to streamline things for my clients and make things easier, it just gives me more time to, um, well, one, it gives me more time to, uh, like, devote 
to my craft and to kind of like, um, you know, funnel like my energy into my photo sessions and into, um, you know, getting like client, like more, um, like doing more creative work, um, than just work for clients. Um, so I'm always thinking about like, what is going to give me like free up my time so that I can continue to like grow as a photographer. I'm not necessarily always thinking about like, how am I going to make more money? How am I going to make more clients? I really am just always thinking about like just getting more time back to devote to like what I love to do. And, and to me, that's the way that I'll make more clients who are then like devoted to like me, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. Definitely makes sense. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, the idea of like toxic work culture, right. Is just to be working all the time, but to have that time to like, just go, all right, you know, maybe you want to revisit an old gallery that you haven't had time to or whatever. It's like, it's nice to just do that guilt-free, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like, you know, my, my whole thing with when I raise, um, you know, wedding rates, um, or like, uh, bigger shoots, like, you know, when I'm raising rates for those, it's not necessarily driven by this idea of like, I need to make more money, more money, more money. It really is. It's like, if I, you know, am charging, um, if I'm charging my clients more, I can give them more and I can, I can work a little less, like I can active do like active photography work a little bit less so I can devote that time to like perfecting my craft basically, or, you know, finding ways that, um, you know, I can better like, um, facilitate for my clients, you know, like scouting locations or coming up, brainstorming ideas for, you know, clients who have businesses, you know, whatever it may be, but it's like, and also if I, one thing I've learned from other photographers, it's like, if you are, if you, you know, wedding clients or elopement clients and engagement clients, if they have the money to spend it, they're going to spend it, whether it is $3,000 or $12,000. Like, if you are charging that, there are people who will spend that money. Like there's people who won't question it. They're like, yeah, $6,000 for wedding photography. That's normal. That's fair. No problem. And that gives you more room to, for the clients, the more creative clients that you want to work with that you really love. And they, they're like, I don't care what you do. You can do whatever you want, but I don't have that kind of budget it gives you room to work with them and not feel like you're doing a disservice to yourself. And so that's kind of like the mindset that I'm going about in like the next few years when I am raising my rates, like, okay, like this will give me more time to be creative. It'll give me more time to dedicate to my process. I can funnel this money into having my wedding um, film photography developed at labs who are like known specifically for that. I can like dedicate it into better, um, you know, equipment and getting like, you know, 
um, editing app so that I can do more for my clients in that way or whatever it may be. But it, it's like, it's not money for profit's sake. It's all getting funneled back in to my craft and my clients. Yeah. Well, I mean, what you do, you know, like I think digital photographers, right? Like we have an overhead that is kind of, uh, it's stable, right? Like the yeah, cost for yeah, me to do yeah. business every month is exactly the same. If I do work, if I don't work, if I have a $10,000 job, if I have a $1,000 job, it's exactly the same. If you work more, your overhead goes up. Way up. Absolutely. Like if I'm doing these high budget um, weddings or, you know, for businesses, if I'm, if I'm shooting 20 rolls of film at a wedding, which I do, like, that's a lot of fucking money. That's yeah. like $20 per film roll and then another 20 for development, you know, so it, it like, it adds up. Yeah, yeah. right off the rip, you're like, well, yeah. I mean, I've got $800 in, uh, like, just bare minimum cost before we even right. factor in my time. So yeah, you right. gotta, yeah. you definitely have to take account. I think that's the beauty of being, and, and I think people throw this term around a lot, right? Like professional to me means you make a living doing this. You know, the difference between somebody that's maybe uh, dabbling or somebody that's doing it as a hobby, you know, they understand their hobby costs money. You know, like I like to go surfing and surfboards cost money, but I'm not doing it professionally. So you know, in order for me to to do this hobby, I have to pay the the price to to do it. You know, and, and if you're dabbling or you're a hobby photographer, you know, and you're shooting film, you you absorb the cost. You know, you might ask the person, "Hey, can you help me?" But you know, if you're asking me to come shoot your brand or your wedding or your engagement or your elopement or whatever it may be, it's like, you know, I gotta have the film. I gotta the film has to be refrigerated. Yada yada yada. It's not just, hey, guess what? It's out of stock, so now I have to go. You know, I have to order it. Um, so yeah and that's the thing like luckily now like where i'm at with everything it's like i do have that like bulk film stock um or if i need something ordered right away i can do that it's not like it, it's not as big as a deal as it used to be when i first started where it was like you know i have to stay within like this budget i cannot go over it and now i don't have to I don't have to think about it that way anymore, um, which is which is nice. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, awesome, Kara. I've had a wonderful time talking with you. I wanted to know if um, people wanted to reach out to you, uh, where would they, what would be the best avenue to, to, to reach out to you or follow you or your yeah. website and all that um, stuff? So they can see my work. I use my Instagram basically like as my portfolio. And they can see that on my Instagram page, which is kara.perry.photography. Um, and then on that, it has, in the bio, it has a link to my website. And that's where they can find out my rates and book sessions. Um, but yeah, that's really it. Awesome. I think if you're listening and you have listened, I'm sure you've taken the time to, to check her page out. It's super cool. Very beautiful stuff. Um, Thank you. I appreciate you, Kara. And of course, uh, thank you so much. Can't wait to talk to you again. Yeah, thank you so much, John. I appreciate.